back to the Executive Burnout Podcast. Yes, I am still waiting for a miracle. We continue our discussion on recovery therapy, and today we are talking about body awareness and relaxation. Do you know what stressed out people are really bad at doing? Relaxing. It's not as easy as it sounds. Actually, this therapy is as good as it sounds. Just lie down and relax. Pay attention to how you feel. Relax a little more. Now move your body into a more comfortable position. Take a deep breath. Find another level of relaxation. Keep doing this over and over again. And it's okay if you fall asleep during this therapy. Snoring is allowed. Do this for an hour. You know what stress out people are really bad at doing? Body awareness and relaxation. Stress will disconnect you from your body in ways that you did not know was possible. When I entered the hospital, I was getting asked the same question by everyone. Where do you feel that in your body? For me, that was a really unusual question. I was Still in the place of thinking that my illness was purely a mental one. And if you are talking about how you feel, why are you asking about the body? Well, here's what I noticed in the first few days after I had that question posed to me over and over again. I started to pay attention and I had very little awareness of my body. You know, simple things like where I felt pain or warmth. I was not aware at all of when I was holding my breath or even if my muscles were tense. So I guess we should ask the question, why were they asking this? This is a really important question as it relates to the physical stress response. When we are stressed out, we experience a set of responses triggered by a hormone cascade. Adrenaline triggers the response, and you'll recall these, shallow breathing, tense muscles, slow digestion, constricted pupils, and of course, increased heart rate. And this is your body getting ready to fight, flee, or freeze. And if you're not paying attention to your body, you won't notice that that's happening. In fact, if you were like me, you are probably completely ignoring this response. I was a master at shutting down any sensation in my body. It was about this time that I realized that I actually was not registering the sensation of pain. I would bump my toe or, you know, hit my elbow on something and come back later with a bruise and go, how did that happen? I registered almost nothing on the pain scale. And that is what I had trained myself to do as a child and also as an adult in a corporate environment. So here I was standing in a hospital having a mental breakdown from stress, and I was being asked, where do you feel this in your body? I started to pay attention to where I felt it. And it was, I have to say, it was actually really hard to identify where and what I felt. They were simply asking me to name it, describe it, and, and do that every time I expressed emotions to build a connection between how I feel and what's happening in my body. Now, 
after a time, I was able to build that connection. And my sensation was surprisingly consistent. I felt uh, a kind of warmth in my arms when I thought about work. It was, um, I could describe it as a burning sensation. It was quite uncomfortable. After I started to pay attention for a few days, I actually became aware that I felt like I was in a constant state of alert. The feeling sometimes intensified, but it never actually went away. I always felt some degree of fight, flight, or freeze response in my body. So I went to my counselor and told him that I felt like I had cortisol running through my body constantly. And he told me something that's been absolutely invaluable in my recovery. Our bodies are designed to send out adrenaline we face danger of stress. When the danger passes, the body sends cortisol to clean up the adrenaline and return the body to a resting state. So we've talked about this. I think it's an eight-minute cycle to get the adrenaline cleared from your body. But what the adrenaline is doing is it goes to our body to prepare it for the response to the danger or stress. So naturally, we feel this in our arms, our legs, our torso. So not in our mind. We feel it in our body. The response is designed to get us moving physically um, so we feel the response in our body. This is very taxing on our bodies, I have to say, and it takes a lot of effort to run the cycle. Now, there have been studies done on individuals who are in high stress roles. So think about people like policemen and firemen who are sometimes in dangerous situations throughout their entire workday. So what they did is they looked at the adrenaline levels of those people and they realized something very interesting happening in their bodies. Their adrenaline levels were staying high all the time. So their bodies were not releasing them from the danger cycle, even though there was no danger. Their bodies had begun to simply anticipate that every interaction in their job could be dangerous. Rather than allowing them to relax, their body maintained adrenaline at a high level all the time. Now, try to imagine the level of stress a continuous adrenaline surge puts on our hearts. Stressed out people have heart attacks and strokes. It's no coincidence. Now, when I was told this, I recognized that my body was doing this same thing. It was never dropping adrenaline levels to allow me to survive the danger in my life. For me, it actually started to explain how totally exhausted I felt. It also explained to me why my blood pressure was consistently high. That cycle does destroy your cardiovascular health. And that was the beginning of it for me. So now you might be thinking to yourself, okay, but you are not in a physical dangerous situation. You worked in a corporation. That is true. What our brain is doing is keeping us psychologically safe as well as physically safe. Danger is subjective. Our minds have the ability to look at group dynamics in a similar manner as physical danger. Now, this is a hypothesis, but perhaps the permanent part of our brain connects being ejected from a group as a precursor to the physical danger of being away from that group. I mean, think about it. There was a time that we as humans lived in family groups and cooperated together to survive. If you were forced to leave that family group, it could result in death. 
but our modern brains don't have a new program for the current reality of life today. Everything we think about is an interpretation based upon our own experiences, and every person will perceive a situation differently depending on the life we have lived. We see specific behaviors as dangerous to our survival, and survival is a really nuanced term. And this is why one person feels more stress in a situation, and perhaps another person feels less stress. We all perceive life through our own traumas and triumphs. Part of our safety response, which was my response as well, is actually to not pay attention to how dangerous the situation we are in is becoming. We actually get practice with ignoring how we feel. So if you're stressed out right now, just ask yourself this question, where do you feel it? Stop what you're doing and just close your eyes for a moment. Tell yourself what part of your body you feel it in. And once you know that, then tell yourself, what does it feel like? Now, this sounds really simple. No, it's actually difficult. And you might be actually asking yourself, what exactly is the point of doing this as a therapy? And that's a great question. What you're doing is you're practicing shutting down the stress response. So let's go back and look at that stress response again. Your amygdala has identified a threat and it says, let's send adrenaline out to your body because we have to figure out what to do about this danger. It has also decided what will give you the best chance of surviving the threat. And it chooses one of the following fight, flight, or freeze. And it sends that signal to your body that you're going to do that. So the adrenaline is sent and it just does that. In response, your body responds by getting you ready for that movement, constricting your pupils, tensing your muscles, increasing the pace of your breathing, making those breaths shallower, slowing digestion, increasing your heart rate, and a whole lot more. After the danger passes, it takes about eight minutes for the adrenaline to clear from your bloodstream, and then it sends cortisol to clean up the damage. So if this were a one-way feedback loop, your body would return to a baseline position with normal breathing and heart rate without any other trigger. But this is not a one-way feedback loop. So what does that mean exactly? Well, your body is actually paying attention to the responses that you can voluntarily control. Now, the two out of that list are muscles and breathing. If your muscles stay tense and your breathing remains fast and shallow, it tells your amygdala that the danger has not passed. So your body says, okay, danger is still here. We should remain in a high alert even though the danger has passed. So you visually can't see it. So your amygdala is basically getting the signal now based on your breathing and your muscle relaxation level. So the body awareness class was designed to allow us to practice relaxing and listening to our bodies. We did this weekly as a group. Every Saturday afternoon, our last session of the week was this class. We laid on a mat on the floor of the gymnasium. The lights were lowered. Soft music would be playing. The instructor would walk us through releasing the tension in our muscles one body part at a time. She would instruct us to slow our breathing. And this is how the stress response starts to get turned off. 
The amygdala believes that there is no need to send adrenaline because the danger is gone. We are relaxing our muscles and breathing slower. This is the reverse signal to the brain that says, hey, everything's okay now. I have to admit, I actually did not enjoy that class much. It seems like my body was resisting the relaxation, and all that silence in the room made the thoughts in my head race around. I would keep thinking about all the things I was going to do, and it would bring up ideas that I could not take action on because I was lying on the floor doing nothing. An hour was a very long time to be in that state. Now, after six weeks, I did get the hang of it, and the hour didn't seem so long. So many of my colleagues in the hospital were having difficulty sleeping. And this was a place where a few of them finally got an uninterrupted hour of sleep. You know, in that hospital, we often had a front row seat to each other's suffering. And it was a blessing to see them fall asleep knowing that they were struggling night after night with that. We modern humans, we practice being under stress when there's no danger. We get habituated to being on high alert. How we behave and respond to work starts to become a conditioned response. That is, we become like Pavlov's dogs who start to salivate when the bell is rung. In our work-related stress, the response kicks off the minute we start the chain of events for work. And we do this before we've even hit the office. Uh, Is yours on Sunday night when you start thinking about what needs to be done the next morning at the office on Monday? Is it when you're driving in your car? We know that we're kicking this off like Pavlov's dogs. So we need to actually have a practice of doing nothing. We need to get comfortable with doing nothing. We have to find a way to quiet our minds and release the tension in our body to slow our breathing. It's funny, one of the things that we actually did not do in the hospital was meditation. If any of you are meditators, you'll recognize this therapy as actually a kind of meditation. Meditation is great for stress. It's been studied. It's effective. Lots of people, though, are still uncomfortable with meditation. So, I mean, if you're not a meditator, this is what you can do. Go to a quiet place, sit or lay in a comfortable position, place your hands on your chest or belly, and just tune in to how you feel. Sit with that for 10 or 15 minutes. What are you feeling in your body? Okay, if you can't do 10 or 15 minutes, if you can do five, that's pretty good. Just give the sensations in your body a name. And you don't need to change anything. Nothing is wrong. Your body is sending you a message. And what it will do is it will turn up the volume if you don't acknowledge it and allow it to be there. Now, when you get to the point where you've understood what's going on in your body, you can name it and describe it. You may want to actually say, okay, it's time to relax. If you're ready to relax and release those feelings, I found that a system for relaxation and breathing is helpful. So it involves doing a body scan through the individual parts of your body. Now, my practice also involves imagining that there are two angels that are pouring healing light on the top of my head while this is all going on. And I just find that this helps to hold my focus. So if you start with your toes, just tune into what you feel. Notice any tension in them and consciously allow that tension to dissipate. And while you're doing this, you're breathing. So I, what I try to do is relax on the breath out. 
So just imagine with every breath out, the tension leaves your body. Now you do this through your whole body and you can do this at as detailed or as kind of like clustered as a, you know, I like to do like the parts of my feet, but you could just do your whole foot. So your toes, your heels, the tops of your feet, your ankles, your shins, your calves. So just keep going until you have released all of the tension in every place in your body. An hour will pass quickly. I promise this. So part of recovery is retraining your body to end the stress response. And with practice, you will be able to do this. You will recognize the signs from your body because you've started to listen to them. You will hear the messages your body is sending. You'll tune into it. You'll be able to name it. You'll be able to describe it. And you'll have the tools to reduce your stress through relaxation. Right now, you might be waiting for a miracle. And I just want to remind you that you are the miracle.